Hey team, good evening and welcome to Builders Problems Solved, the uh, weekly podcast where we take one, well it used to be one problem at a time. We're still doing one at a time, but we might do a number during the show. Now, uh, we've moved. So if you're watching us, watching me, um, I'm here on the Builders Business Black Belt page, uh, whereas we used to be, up until last week, um, we used to be in Builders in a Circle. But we're out here in the, in the wide open expanses of uh, the public Facebook domain where anybody can uh, tune in. And that's, that's the whole idea. Um, in, in many, many episodes of Builders Problems Solved, I was always uh, encouraging people to let other builders and owners of trades-based businesses know that uh, Builders Inner Circle is there, that the, um, uh, the, the, the Facebook group is there where there's a ton of resources and you can ask all your questions and so forth and it's just a cool, cool environment. Uh, and I asked people to share this, but there was no way of sharing it because it was inside a group and Facebook won't let you share stuff from inside a group out to the public. So we've just moved the whole shooting match out into um, on, onto the Builders Business Black Belt Facebook page. So now you can share. So I'd love you right now if you're watching either uh, live or if you seem to be watching the replay a little bit later on, I really encourage you to hit the share button uh, send it in messages to other builders that you know, other trades-based uh, owners of, of businesses to let them know that this uh, exists and then we can let them know that Builders in a Circle exists. And the whole reason for that is I, I'm asking you to help me with my mission. There are so many things wrong with the building industry that I want your help to fix Um too too much uh, too too many builders doing long hours, too much distress, um, too many kids and families missing out, too many builders not making enough money uh, for the effort and the skill and the worth that they can provide. Um, the free quotes thing. I'm not even going to talk about that tonight because I just get all arced up and fired up about that. But there are so many things that need to be fixed. And I need your help to fix them. And so I am asking you to share this show, make comments, like it, but most importantly, share it um, and target share if you can, meaning message it to somebody um, because I am absolutely determined to keep going and keep going if it takes one builder at a time to be able to change the industry to get rid of building businesses that suck the life out of their owners and show them how to build a business that gives them back life. And when that happens, and it happens inside Black Belt all of the time, uh, the, the business owner absolutely wins, but the team wins. The team end up in a greater, much more enjoyable, uh, exciting environment, uh, and most definitely the customer wins as well. So this is a win all round when you build a better building business. So. If you have questions that you would like uh, uh, answered in Builders Problem Solved, you can now uh, just message me on Facebook Messenger or you can pop them in um, the comments section or do a post on Builders Business Black Belt 
and I will endeavour to answer them. You can even ask questions inside of Builders in a Circle, which is our closed Facebook group, which is where we used to do the uh, the Builders Problem Solved. Uh, and I encourage you to go to Builders in a Circle and jump in there and join Builders in a Circle because there's a lot of experience. There's a lot of um, knowledge and the, the people in there are just so cool and they want to help each other and there's no need for you to reinvent the wheel and try to learn by making too many mistakes. Better off learning by what we call OPE and that's other people's experience. So jump in there, join in the conversation, ask your questions uh, and I guess support the rest of the gang. Demir is here. He says, hi. Hi, Demir. Again, second time this evening. You lucky, lucky man. Stevie G is here. Wayno is here, of course, and Julie is watching from downstairs. Um, or at least it says she is. Um, and you help me with my new – can you help me with my new shotgun mic? Absolutely I can help you with your new shotgun mic. You know, I used to be an audio engineer in a past life. Maybe I shouldn't have said that in case somebody thinks that the audio <laughs> on this podcast is rubbish. Uh, but uh, certainly, love talking about that stuff. Um, so let's, let's crack on with this. Uh, I, I asked a question in Builders Inner Circle um, the other day, uh, and it's a common question I ask to get a conversation going. And I just wanted to pose this question again in here. And the question is, out of, out of the three human elements of a business, being the business owner, the team members, or the customer, which is the most important? And I pose this question reasonably regularly. Um, many, many moons ago, the, the majority of people would leap to the answer of the customer. The, you know, and, and some businesses in the past would have it in their slogans and what have you. The customer comes first. And it's just bullshit. Like, uh, it, it, it's just a bullshit statement to, to try and lure the customer into thinking that the businesses care. Uh, but you, you can go into any of those businesses that have that as a slogan, and I can bet you uh, the bottom dollar that, um, that their behavior doesn't reflect their slogan. But I think, particularly, that the people who um, who answer that question of late, particularly people in the building industry. Alfredo has joined us as well. Uh, made a comment. M morning. I'm, where are you, Alfredo? It's not morning here. It's 8 o'clock at night. <laughs> Tell me where you are. Stevie O has just joined as well. Good evening. Um, the people that are answering it currently are, are wising up and they're now saying, oh, no, no, the team is most important. Um, and I get that the team is important, but my response is always the same, is that the business owner has to be the most important because you think about it, if even a great customer, if you lose a great customer, that can be a bit inconvenient. It can, you can lose some income. It's a bit painful, but very few businesses, and I say very few because there are some, have. Uh, bit the dust because they've lost a customer. And, and if your business is set up so if you lose a customer, your business goes down the toilet, I would say that your business model is fundamentally flawed. 
uh, and I have seen that in a number of occasions, not necessarily in the building industry, but back in the days when we were kind of general business, coaching uh, business, I, I came across a number of businesses that their whole business was built and relied upon another one other business as a as a customer and uh if if that business gets into trouble you know domino effect uh but my point is if you if you lose even a best customer the you know life goes on if you lose your most valuable and valued team member that is a shocker it's a nightmare it causes all sorts of issues uh, it is costly, it is inconvenient, it is frustrating, but it doesn't, again, spell the end of the business. But here's the thing. If the business owner wakes up one morning and decides, nah, nah, I've had enough, there's nothing that the team or the customers can do about that. It is all over, lights out. And I'm not really even talking about that. What I am talking about is the priority if you are a business owner and pretty much everybody watching is a business owner sam's just joined us as well good evening um if you are a business owner i'm directing this comment at you because how you prioritize your time really reflects your belief in relation to the answer to this question and uh, I know this because I've been doing this for a long time and it's one of the most difficult things to do is to get a business owner to invest time into themselves, give them, give them a bit of, not give them a bit of me time, not my time, but give yourself some me time. Um, give yourself education, invest in your education, invest in skill, invest in uh, learning how to manage the, the mental and emotional side of things, to be able to relax, to be able to re rejuvenate, to be able to reward yourself. I mean, business owners traditionally, particularly in the building business, more often than not, do far more hours than their um, uh, team members and more often than not, they get paid less than their team members. Now, something that we've introduced into our Scale Club just recently, and we're, uh, we will be introducing it into Black Belt at some stage in the not-too-distant future, is a thing called effective hourly rate. And basically, it is your income. So what is your income? And then you divide that by the number of hours you work. And it's not just on site. I'm talking about all of it. So when you're you know, working things out on the weekend, when you go in early, when you stay late, all of those, you add up all of those hours and f figure out what your effective hourly rate is. And it's a really, I'm in love with the, the whole measurement because it measures the two most important things that I think that indicate a successful business. And that is its profitability and the time freedom that the business owner has. So we did it with our uh, scale, scale Club a, a little while ago uh, and understand that our, our Scale Club members are some of the more successful businesses around the joint uh, and started to do the uh, effective hourly rate calculation and everybody, including myself with my own effective hourly rate, was disappointed. I thought it was going to be much higher than what it was, but it, it's amazing when you start to 
figure that out. But anyway, I digress. My point is that as a business owner, I think you need to switch this thinking and you need to give yourself priority, meaning you need to look after yourself. You need to have rest. You need to be able to rejuvenate. You need to reward yourself for your efforts rather than just caning yourself with more work and working harder and missing out on holidays and sacrificing more and sacrificing more. That is, um, that, that's a dead end. If you're going in that direction, it will all come to, to a, a point at some stage where you just can't keep doing that. So I just wanted to put that into the conversation, into your thinking, that what do I need to do as a business owner to be able to look after myself more? And, and uh, we had a conversation again in the Scale Club a little while ago. Stevie O's watching you remember this conversation, Steve. Uh, we were having a conversation about trying to get team members to take more responsibility, to take load off the business owner. And basically what we, what we identified was no wonder the team members don't want to step up and start to take more responsibility when the owner of the business themselves has, is, is, is an example of what happens when you just work far too much, far too hard, don't reward yourself, don't get enough rest, and you're all stressed out and you're angry and you're worried and you don't have time for lunch and all of this sort of stuff. and and then you're saying, you know, step up, step up and, and step into you know, a role with more responsibility. Why can't I get my team to take more responsibility? They're all okay while I'm on site with them, but as soon as I go off site, they kind of they lose the plot. And we basically identified it, is, it is, is the example that the owner sets that really makes the difference. If you have a great leader, it gives you a lot more certainty. Um, and, and if you've got a great leader that is looking after you and, and is leading by a tremendous example, you want to be more like that person. Plus you want to support that person for creating a great environment for you to work on. When that happens, well, what happens to the customer's experience? The customer experience goes up just by default because they are interacting with much happier and more balanced and more appreciated team members. So think about that. Uh, another thing uh, which has kind of come from a bunch of a question and then toing and froing with somebody in a mat in uh, Builders in a Circle, uh, and I asked the question, what do you want more right now? Do you want more leads or do you want more quotes accepted or more contracts or do you want to be able to get more done and have higher levels of production? And I think Matt came back and said, all sounds good. <laughs> and so we went back and forth um, and, you know, I, I was tr just trying to get to which one. There has to be one that is, is more important than the other. Um, and I, I think that what I often get that sort of a response to, to this type of question because it does all sound good. Why does it all sound good? Because traditionally... The business owner gets sucked into the technical work of the business and really doesn't put the appropriate type and the appropriate amount of effort into the attract process to start to attract more quality leads. 
They also don't put the appropriate amount of effort, most of the time none, into creating a quality qualification process. Now, if you don't know what a quality qualification process is, jump back into Builders Inner Circle at some stage and look back for um, the, the last, not the last episode of Builders Problem Solved in there, but the second last and the third last. And I completely in detail unpacked the qualification process if you, if you want to know what that is. If you're not a member, just apply to join. We'll open the door and off you go and you can go and, and, and learn what I'm talking about because that is a game changer for a building business, a quality qualification process. Um, so because the, the owner is getting sucked into the technical work, they don't put the appropriate amount of effort into that area of the business. So what that does is it creates more work and more frustration and more wasted time. Um, and then getting work done. Most builders, again, they don't put the effort into having conversations proper daily and weekly and monthly conversations. We, in Black Belt, we talk about the daily direction meeting, the weekly team meeting, and the monthly one-on-one. And by implementing all three of those meetings properly, you start to build a a, a, a procedure-focused culture, which means that your, your team members will start to want to contribute to the improvement of how we do things. They start to take ownership. It starts to take a load off the, the business owner. But why it doesn't happen um, is, is generally that most adults sort of rely on a, on a hope strategy. Uh, and you get sucked into the technical work. Now, if you've, this, this is a very old copy of the E-Myth Revisited. I don't think you can even get it with this blue cover anymore. Uh, I think it's like a white book with a light blue E on it. But you can still get this book. It's an absolute classic. But this is a real old dog-eared version of mine. Uh, and I really encourage you to get a copy of this. It's, it's the E-Myth, okay? E stands for entrepreneurial. And Michael Gerber, the author of the book, is basically saying that the myth, there is this myth out there that people think that all small businesses are started by an entrepreneur. And he is saying that that is a myth. All small businesses are generally started by a technician. What's a technician? A technician is a motor mechanic who is good at servicing and, and, and tuning up motor, motor vehicles. A technician is a hairdresser who's just fantastic at, at uh, hairdressing skills. Um, a builder, more often than not, is a very skilled tradesperson uh, and, and a carpenter uh, with, with a tremendous amount of skills, but that is the technical work of a business. And that is the comfort zone. And in this book, it clearly helps you to understand that the biggest reason why um, businesses fail and, and statistics uh, around the 90% of all new businesses fail within the first year, uh, first three years, sorry. That's a frightening statistic. Um, and, and the trouble with that statistic is part of it is because everyone follows 
the models of, of other businesses without sort of delving into whether that it's a successful and um, worthwhile model in the first place. But the biggest problem with, uh, that contributes to business failure, according to Michael Gerber, is the f- he calls it the fatal assumption. And the fatal assumption is that someone who is good at the technical work will be good at building a business that does that technical work. It is a fatal assumption, and Michael Gerber says that that attributes to the majority of business failure. And so what's happening? Because you are good at the hairdressing, because you are good at tuning up cars, because you're good on the tools on site, and you love solving problems and figuring things out and so forth, that has become your comfort zone. But there is a big, big difference between being good at the technical work and being good at the, the activities that build a successful business. And so the, the, the key here is, you know, instead of hoping for more leads, more contracts and more productivity, what you need to do is get out of that technical space for at least a small amount of time every day and start to work on the, the processes, educate yourself um, with the mindset and, and the skills of being able to create an effective attract uh, strategy, to be able to implement a quality qualification process, to be able to implement a team um, culture where the team are contributing to the betterment of the business with the systems and the procedures. Um, Put time into becoming a better communicator and a better leader, and all of those things will improve. But I don't suggest that you start with all of them. I, I suggest you start with one area and start to figure out which one is going to make the biggest difference. So if you haven't got a copy of this, baby, get yourself a copy of the e-myth because it is I, I kind of think it's it's the small business bible it's not necessarily builder specific um but it's 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 got the way that it's written it's kind of as you're reading it it's like this dude knows my story he's talking about me so many people including myself when i first read it um have had that experience and there's a really great story about um a, a lady who ran a pie shop in, in the book. Um, and she had a passion for pies because she, she used to love being in the kitchen with her grandmother. Uh, and she loved the grandmother, but she loved cooking pies with her grandmother. And, and because of the passion uh, and, and um, what she was taught, she became very, very good at cooking pies. And then as she became an adult, a young adult, everyone around her would say, your pies are so great, you should sell them, you know. And, and so she started selling them and then it became a business and then she got sucked into the business and, and she would have to open up the pie shop to do all of the baking uh, at 3 a.m. and then have to open the shop and serve everyone then clean everything and then get it all ready for the next day and then go home and do book work till 11 and then fall in a heap and then go and do it again. And Michael Goebbels was having an interview with her and she basically said she hates pies. She hates baking. So it went from a passion to a hate. Same experience for me. A, a, a friend of mine from primary school, can you believe it? Uh, many years ago, I used to ride motorbikes instead of driving a car. 
and my buddy from primary school owned a motorcycle shop, um, and it was a good motorcycle shop. He was a nice guy, um, and I was just talking to him one day, and I said, this must be like heaven. You, you can pretty much ride any motorbike you want any time. Which, which bike do you use? And he basically looked at me with the life sucked out of his face and said, I haven't got time to ride bikes. And I know that, you know, he was a mate of mine, so I knew it was, it was a passion of his. Now, you've got to be really careful that running your business the standard garden variety way that most builders run their business, it will suck the life out of you. And that's the, the mission that I'm on is to help you guys change how you run your business so it gives you life. It gives you financial freedom and choices and time freedom to enjoy the, you know, the financial benefits of, of running a great business. Now, I've got to get to this last question real quick because Sam's here. Sam asked, Sam asked this question, um, and he put it in yesterday, and Sam said, uh, this isn't really a builder's problem, which is crap, Sam. It is absolutely a builder's problem. And he said he wants some guidance on goal setting. And he said, since starting the PSR, which is the personal success ritual, that's something that we teach in uh, Builders Business Black Belt and a program that Sam's on called Blueprint to Black Belt. Uh, we teach this personal success ritual. Um, and he says, since starting the PSR, he's, he's got difficulty with a clear vision to aim for. My first comment, uh, as I said, this is a builder's problem, not being able to get clear on vision and, and goals that capture your imagination. The PSR will help, even though you've said since doing the PSR, um, you've got diff difficulty and, and challenge with, with clarity on a vision to aim for. The reason that that happens is because you're now talking about it, you're now thinking about it. How most people are without the um, PSR in their life is they just get up every day and they just, they're in their work trance and they just do the same shit day in, day out. And they don't think about that sort of stuff. They may have a passing thought about it from time to time, but they don't really have, a, have an activity like a personal success ritual that, that gets you thinking about this. Now, the thing is, with, um, in, in this thing called the personal success ritual, there is a little thing, activity called the 60-second success system. And what it is, is you basically just get a pad like this pad here uh, or a sheet of paper or whatever, and you put a stopwatch on and you write like crazy for 60 seconds everything that would be awesome to have, experience, accomplish, um, whatever, you know, just stuff that would be brilliant. But you think it is impossible. So nowhere in your belief system is, is any of this possible. But the challenge is to write this stuff down. What that does is it begins to. Um, chip away at our self-imposed limitations in our thinking. No one in our family's ever done that. You can't do this in building. No one will pay for for quotes. Blah, blah, blah. You know all of these limitations that we have uh, had thrust upon us, but have accepted over time. My screens just all went black for some reason, uh, but they're back now. Um, these self-imposed limitations in our thinking prevent us from, be, from being able to find a goal that can capture our imagination and get us up early and keep us up late. That's the limits in our thinking. So you've got to do more work and, and really commit to the 60-second success system 
and really challenge yourself to write down the impossible. Um, quick story where I, I learned, I suppose, the importance of this is many, many moons ago, um, I uh, using this 60-second success system actually, uh, got involved with coaching sport at the elite level. Um, so one of the dreams in the dream catcher came true. Uh, and, and I was basically being flown all around the country by Tennis Australia, working with the, the, the top 40 kids in the country and then eventually coaching, I think, the top 25 adult male players uh, in Australia. Eventually, you know, I got a phone call from Samantha Stozer and she asked me to go over to Florida and, and spend a few weeks with her and coaching her and she took me on the women's tennis tour and so on and so forth. Like, it was, it was an amazing ride, but it all started with this... Um, dream catcher we now call it the 60 second success system but when i was working with tennis australia i was in tennis new south wales one day and it was a rainy day and and they just said oh we'll mix here let him do something uh for for the the, the players but it wasn't just the players it was it was the players parents uh and and the coaches so and then they said, oh, you might as well bring what they called back then the Milo squad in as well. So Milo squads was little kids like from 17 to 11, uh, 17, 7 to 11. And then the main uh, squad, junior squad, was kind of 11 to 15 or 16, something like that. So I had that range of ages of kids and and then the parents, so sort of younger parents from sort of mid-30s up to older parents around the 60s and coaches around 40s, 50s, 60s, that sort of stuff. So there was this massive range of human beings in front of me and <coughs> they asked me to do something that was going to inspire them all. So I thought, oh, how hard can that be? But the first thing that came to my mind was this dream catcher and I started talking about the dream catcher. And this is writing this stuff down. And I just stopped and I said, rather than me just explain it to you, let's do it. So we sent somebody out and they got a bunch of pens and a bunch of pads and everyone had them. And I said, I'm going to give you two minutes and I want you to write down anything and everything that would just be off the charts awesome, as, uh, but it's, it's got to be impossible for you. You've got to think it's impossible. Okay. Basically, you've got to write things down in a way that there are no limits to time, talent, or money. And I said, go. And I'm looking around the room. And the adults were kind of, and, I, and one of the instructions I gave was, when I say go, your pen has to hit the paper and it is not allowed off the paper. You've got to write continuously until I say stop in two minutes' time. That was the instruction. Straight away, the parents... And, and the coaches put their pen on the paper, didn't write, but were sort of, you could tell that they were thinking, heads on the side and they're looking to the sky, you know, thoughtful, stroking the chin. And you could see some of them go, oh, they came up with something, but then they'd kill that thought before it had time to go down their arm through the pen and onto the page. So they were judging all of their thoughts. These were the self-imposed limitations that were kicking in and weren't even allowing them to have a thought and they didn't have the balls to write it down on a sheet of paper. And then I started to look around at, to the juniors. So they're the kind of 11s to 15, 16. And blow me down, they were doing the same thing. I would have thought, you know, kids that age, they'd have great imagination. But it seems even at a young age, our imagination is kind of bludgeoned out of us. 
But here was the amazing thing, and and it was the the Milo squad. Lucky for the Milo squad, they are going crazy, and they're riding down. I want a pool for me, and I want a pool for my mate, and I want a bike to ride, and I want a bike to hire, and you know, they, and can I have some more paper? They were just going crazy, and what I learnt from that experience is it doesn't take long before this imagination can be bludgeoned out of us. And so the, the sort of older we are, the more limitations we've accepted in, into our thinking. And the trouble with that, folks, is that when we start to accept limitations in, in our thinking, because we are wired not to be wrong. I don't know whether you knew that or not, but we are wired not to be wrong. Because do you feel good when you're wrong or do you feel bad when you're wrong? And quite often, I think when you are wrong, you will try and rationalise or bullshit your way out of it and say, well, the reason was because you, you, you always want to be right and we want to move away from pain and towards pleasure. So we want to move away from being wrong and move towards being right. And when we allow these limitations into our thinking, what happens is our brain is wired to look for evidence that our current thinking is correct. So if uh, your current thinking is no one will pay for a quote, you will ignore all of the evidence all around you in Black Belt and other places where uh, builders are being paid for their proposals. You will ignore that and you will just look for evidence to support your belief that there you go, that person there, that they that they said they're not interested in paying. And you look for proof that your limitation is true and you ignore proof that challenges your limitation. So the 60-second success system is absolutely critical to do every single day to get rid of the limitations in your thinking. It is critical. So I hope that helps, Sam. Um, Keep going. You are doing the right thing. You need to make a commitment to do a better quality uh, 60 second success system or full PSR every single day. Just make little micro improvements with your PSR every day. And I'll guarantee you at some stage in the future, depending on how much effort and you commit commitment you put into this, you will have an epiphany. You will have a morning where you'll, you just go, bang, that's, I want that. And it, and it's going to be an objective a goal, a project that is going to capture your imagination and it's going to get you up early and keep you up late through positive energy and passion, not through stress and uh, an I have to mentality. Um, and it's a great energy to, to experience when you're chasing down things that you're passionate about. So I hope that helps. We have not only come to the end of the show, we've gone five minutes over time. How unusual. So I've got to get out of here. Please um, join me next week again for another Builders Problem Solved over here in Builders Business Black Belt. If you have any questions, if you've got any problems in your business you want to have addressed on this show, all you need to do is uh, Facebook message, uh, post it in Builders Business Black Belt, jump across to Builders Inner Circle, post it in there, carry a pigeon smoke signal, a letter through the post, however you want to get the... um, the questions to me, get them to me, and I'll do my very, very best to uh, find a solution for you. Uh, what I'm asking you to do is please help me with this mission to help builders build a business that gives them back life instead of sucking the life out of them through having to work too hard for very little 
and all of the sacrifice, all of the stress and all of the pressure. It doesn't have to be like that. And if you can um, share these messages and get more and more people participating in this and coming and join us in Builders Inner Circle, that's a great free environment to start to get deeper detail in um, the solutions to, to your problems and a lot of very cool people in there that are more than happy to share their knowledge and their experience so you don't have to reinvent the wheel. And generally, if you have a problem, somebody else in Builders Inner Circle has had that problem before you. More than likely, they've got the solution also. So you don't have to go looking for a solution. Uh, a bunch of solutions will be put in front of you just by asking the question. So I hope this has been helpful. I've enjoyed myself this evening. Thanks for joining us live. Please hit the share button. Please hit the like button. Please make comments, whether you're watching the replay or live now, um, to get the word out and uh, let other builders and other trades-based business owners know that we are here and we're here to help. So that is it for this Wednesday, the 6th of February, 2019. Builders Problem Solved. I'll talk to you again next week. I'm Mick Hawes, Builders Business Black Belt. Bye for now.